Hey everybody, this is James. And Nabil. And Mikey. And this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 119. Uh, Marco should be joining us later. He's He's got, uh, he's working on some stuff, I guess. I don't really know. <laughs> predisposed, guys. He's, yeah, he's got other pals with other movies. He said he's traveling to the Ukraine to help, help them fight. So I was like, good for you. Um, so as you guys can tell from this one here, we are joined by our residential guest, uh, Mike, Michael Barkham. Mikey, thank you, Mike, for joining us. Um, I would say we would intro you, but we've talked about you enough, I think, that at this point it's like, you know what? Everybody knows who you are. So he's the forever fourth chair. He's just yeah. You know, if we could, if we fair. could take more than four people in a, in a fucking way, we, Mikey would definitely just be part of this goddamn thing. <laughs> um, so today we are going to be going over what we're watching. We haven't done that by the way. I've noticed since December, guys. Um, we've, we've had, had a lot had of some, things uh, in between. So yeah, I was like, we've oh. got some extra films we've been watching. You know, we finished yeah. Studio Ghibli. We got the Francis Ford Coppola stuff going on. So mm-hmm. some other interesting things happening. Yeah, so we've been filling in those spots so because you know sometimes you guys don't like us uh, uh, hooting and hollering for thirty minutes about um, you know some BBC show that Nabil watches or fucking Bridgerton or something. I don't, I don't know. So uh, we're gonna go into that and then we're gonna do a review of the new DC film, The Batman. So uh, hold on to your headphones here and let's get into what we watching. Hey, what you watching? Okay, so let's get into this now. What we watching? It's been quite some time. I know Marcos usually intros this one out, but I wanted to jump right in and ask you guys what you've been doing about movies, TV shows, books, video games. I don't Warhammer. I don't know what you guys do anymore. Warhammer. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Marco usually starts out with Nabil, and I'm just not going to break any tradition. Nabil, what have you been watching? It's been a long time since we've done this, so you know I've actually been watching some things, mostly Oscar films. I don't want to hear stuff from from four months ago. I want stuff from this week. I was kidding. You know, I gotta catch up on those Oscar films. We got a month left. It's, it's coming up. Um, Speaking of which, I a side note, I see that you've knocked out a few of those. So I have, very nice. yeah, and there's more even that's uh, come out to streaming today. I think a good majority of them are basically now available to stream and to watch, um, but. We're going to talk about all those Oscar films later and a few pods down. What I have been watching is a show called Legend of Vox Machina, which is on Amazon Prime. Um, This is based off of uh, the group Critical Role. It's basically, it's an animated series. It's called, essentially set in uh, a uh, Dungeons and Dragons style um, role play game that they had. this, the synopsis is that a desperate attempt to pay off a mounting bar tab, a band of misfits end up on a quest to save the realm of Exandria from dark magical forces. And so it's very mythical. There's like about seven characters in there. Um, if you know anything about Critical Role, um, they basically have been doing these kind of campaign, Dungeon Dragons campaigns for years. And this is one of their first ones that were really popular. They had been streaming them. Um, and they're a bunch of, most of them, I think, not all of them, but most of them are voice actors. And so they actually ended up becoming voice actors for their characters on this too. And it's very bloody. They curse a bit. And um, animation is really good. It's a, it's a good kind of like a f- fantastical um, animated series on Amazon Prime. I don't know. James, have you ever heard of the show? I think I mentioned it to you once, right? You you mentioned it to me. I, I um. Is it okay to watch that if you have no experience with those people at all? Like, just going into it? 
Or did you find yeah, yourself I mean, like? It was for me. Do they I, make a lot I of inside jokes? Seen, I'm like, I don't know. They do have inside jokes. I've only seen like a, bits and pieces here on YouTube from them, so I never really like fully watched any of their campaign stuff. So I felt like I was able to get into the show pretty easily. Mikey, have you watched anything with Pickle Roll before, uh, Mikey? Uh, not a lot, but I have seen some of their stuff. They're just cool people in general. Like, yeah. From what I've seen from them, they just seem like nice people that are nerdy, just like us, you know. The playing a game and doing those kind of things and uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, can, I don't know if we're nice for <laughs> <laughs> these guys <laughs> but you know I, I can just imagine just from what i do know from them uh th- that show is on my list it's probably going to be you know this week next week i'll probably be watching it myself how many, ep- it's, how it's many really episodes good. over there Nibble? i believe there are 10 and they just finished up last week so you, you could be able to binge through them now at this point nice. that's what i was waiting for yeah. Want to watch them all in a row? Yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's a very. I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, easy to get through. If you like the fa- fantasy stuff, I mean, it's going to be right up our alley. And um, just enough gore in there too. I think. Um, How's the it, animation on it, by the way? The animation is really good quality. Pretty good. Um, yeah, it's 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 surprised. Honestly, it's, I'm surprised at how how well it came out. It was supposed to be originally like just a short series. I think they were only going to do like one long episode kind of animated movie thing, and it turned into a full on season of uh and they're they're renewed for a second one so um yeah i feel like i, I feel like i gotta check that out that one actually yeah, does sound I, interesting i think you'd enjoy it nice um and then the other thing i've watched is another show on apple tv plus just came out called severance um Ooh, this nice yeah this is a good one to start this the synopsis here is mark leads a team of office workers whose memories have been surgically divided between their work and personal lives when a mysterious colleague appears outside of work it begins a journey to discover the truth about their jobs um so basically there's a character named mark he's um works at this company um but he goes in he does his job but when he leaves he doesn't actually know what he did or what his work is his personalities or his i don't know if it's personality or consciousness they haven't really quite explained how it works but um you basically go into work and not remember anything about work but that same but it kind of creates a different sounds persona. like my life sorry i know right <laughs> <laughs> but when you're at work you also don't know anything about your life outside of work so you only know about the place that you're in there so kind of like you're asleep the whole time on both sides during that during the time you're either working or in your personal life so they don't know about each other's lives you kind of have two different per- uh, uh, persons of being doing that which is which is a very interesting premise i think this is directed or created by ben stiller as well so it's um kind of his uh uh, interesting idea that he's going to put out there and what's different about it is that there, there is a mystery where as, as was showing in the synopsis that somebody did qu- kind of quit the job and is um trying to piece together what it is they were doing for at work and as you're watching the show you don't really know what the job is they kind of sit at computers they're deciphering something, but we don't know what or how or what is impacting. You don't know what the company itself does. So there's also a bigger mystery around the job that they're actually doing in the company they work for. And you don't know what that is either. So that's part of that is um, the mystery of not just, you know, going into work and forgetting about it, but also what it is that I'm doing and, and what it's doing, you know, what's its purpose. But is it so. like a comedy or um, I'd say a you dark say comedy? Like a, I'd say okay. like a dark comedy mystery kind of thing cool yeah and it's release? and it's i think it's only three episodes it in before. so far it's new yeah it's only three episodes in it's, it's i think it started at the beginning of last month so um not too much new things and i think it's a i want to say it's like six or seven episodes season so it's not really? too long okay yeah so it's, is it a mini series considered then 
I, I don't know if it's a miniseries. I, I don't think it is. I think there's going to be another season. At least the way it's been built, it seems like this is an ongoing series kind of thing. So gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 really good though. It's an interesting little mystery, and um, it's an hour long, so it's a nice little show to see once a week. And it, and that's the other thing; it comes out weekly, so it's not something that you have to binge. So um, I'm starting to I'm starting to like that through. format again more more or less, where it's um, weekly episodes as opposed to all available. I know some people like to binge through, but I I personally like taking them in slices and then kind of looking forward to another episode and get to talk to people about them and stuff. So yeah, I've kind of enjoyed it too. I've missed. Um, some of that being able to watch things weekly um that that is actually not just like a small comedy series but like something where there's a bit more drama to it and leaves you on the edge to say okay i want to see what happens next and i can wait and give you a chance to breathe rather than like you said binging through it all and being like okay well that's done what's the next thing i'm gonna watch well also like when they all come at the same time you almost get feel like you're forced to watch it like the weekend it comes out because All, everybody on social media is going to just blow this thing up. Spoil it. You know, I it's know. like it's every YouTube video. Just like Euphoria. You know, post it's like Jesus, man. Twitter is going to be, yeah. hey, this happened at the very end last episode. Like, ugh, why? Like, why I feel like that's what we're going to have to do with like uh, Obi-Wan when it comes out. I'm going to watch it at midnight. Yeah. I mean, you're going to yeah. have to. I mean, it's, it's yeah. kind of forced to do that now. And so the weekly re- the weekly releases, is it's kind of nice because you can just like, even if you get something spoiled, at least you didn't spoil you know, the whole season. The entire thing. Whole, you mm-hmm. know, one day. Yep. It's not too bad. Just a segment like, oh, God. It's on me for not seeing it last night. Why, very, why didn't I see it at midnight? The very second it came out, sons of yeah. bitch. But, like, the, <laughs> so. that's, that's true, though. Like, uh, for the like season finales, for instance, I try to watch them, yeah. like, literally the minute they come out, just because... I, I should have. I was saying, like, yeah. Euphoria, I had the... Yeah. A, a key death was ruined for me like hours in advance because the East Coast people got to see it though. So I was like, sons of bitches. So good times. Anything else yeah. though, Neville? No, that's, I mean, that's basically what I've been watching some of the bigger shows. What about, uh, what about you, James? What have you been watching? I've been watching some random things. Nice. I do want to bring nice. up some movies that I saw with Mikey actually. Because, yeah. you know, Cause we see, we see everything together. together. Yeah, pretty Aww. much. So there was a horror film that came out. I think it's going to be under a lot of people's radars. I don't know if Mikey's going to talk about this, but uh, he and I saw this movie called The Cursed. It is a film set in God. I want what year was it again? Like late eighteen hundreds? No, sorry, no, not even nineteen thirties. Actually, yeah, right? twenty thirty, something like that. Yeah, twenty. And it ends in nineteen thirty six, I think. But it is. Um, Somewhat spoilery. They kind of reveal it in the trailer, so I, I don't really. I, I want if you really are interested in this movie, I would say go in blind because it's it's quite an interesting take on it. But it's technically like a werewolf horror story about um, a uh, how can I say it without spoiling things? People own land. They kill some gypsies on the land, and they are cursed. So werewolves start showing up, and a person comes i'm just trying to be vague <laughs> and starts investigating it and, and that's all i'll say it is so far but i thought it was a unique take on the story it was uh pretty creepy actually it wasn't too creepy though i did like a lot of the imagery that they use in it and um it was very gory though i will give it that though there Not are really. some scenes in there that are uh, like they're chopping off a guy's like limbs at one point i was like oh buddy i was like like yeah. butthole wink at me <laughs> <laughs> so it was good though i i agree with you like it, it was really like a vibe of like a whole look to everything mm-hmm. 
was, uh, I was surprised, really Mikey, that it was as good as it was, too. Because, it, um, it, once again, not a lot of advertisement for it. I think I saw, like, one trailer. It was random, and, too. I don't um, remember what movie we went to. But you yeah, like, and I, I remember seeing that, before. and I was like, yeah. oh, I've never even seen this trailer. I was like, what the hell? This comes out, like, next week? I was like, we have to check that out. And, um, yeah, for the most part, though, I had a lot of fun with this one. If you're a horror fan, I don't want to go into any more with it, but, um, it's really well acted. It has actually a pretty nice story, too, about family overall and, like, what family means to people. And then, um, Nibbles frowning at me. He's like, Werewolves with families? They're <laughs> animals. They're monsters. They're lichens. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? But I think it's really well done. So, hey, He's everybody. So, Marco just joined us here. I hop in. No, this works out. This is fine by me, man. I didn't know. Uh, we've never had anybody jump in while doing a recording. So, um, so with Marco here, though, I'm going to still go over a few more things that I saw as well. I went and recently saw... I want to talk about a TV show here real quick. I don't know if you guys have heard about this one. It's on Adult Swim, but it's streaming now on HBO Max. It's called right, Smiling I'm, I'm Friends. I'm going to check out then. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. He's like, I'm good. So it's called Smiling Friends. It is a, uh eight-episode series. They're like 12 minutes long each, and... It's about a group of uh, people that are they are members of a, a team that make people smile. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh... Um, if you guys like like Rick and Morty, for instance, I would highly recommend checking this out. This this fucking show is absolutely hilarious. This um, is not like Rick and Morty. <laughs> oh, I watched it on your recommendation. Let me tell you, dude, it is fucking hilarious. Did you like it or no? It's funny. It's it's also very dark. It is dark humor, but I will. Well, that's what I'm saying. Rick and Morty's. Uh, it is more based upon, I would say, like internet animation and internet yeah. like personalities. A lot of them are cameo in this one. Like if you're like a big fan of like the angry video game nerd, he's in one episode and such. Or Red Letter Media, which is one of my favorite channels. Check them out. Uh, yeah, I guess that is pretty dark. I mean, they do meet a guy that they they're <laughs> just laughing. Thinking about it. it's the first they're trying episode. to make him. Yeah, wow. they're trying to make this guy happy, but he walks around with like a gun to his head because he's about to blow his fucking brains out. If and they're just going around. Is this supposed to make me happy? And they're like, no, I don't know. They're like, fuck, man. And um, it's. I thought it was hilarious, though, man. <laughs> Mikey, dude, Mikey, you could watch it in one sitting, like literally the whole thing. It's an hour oh, and twenty shit. minutes tops. Sounds like I it's like fucking it. hilarious, man. Yeah. It is. It has so much random, like comedic things that are just. It's. I don't know. It's just so funny, man. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of quotable lines from it too, and it just got renewed for a second season. So I'm like, yes. I was just like, I, I like this a lot. So, smiling friends, check it out. But the last thing I do want to bring up here is a movie I also saw on... Uh, I have a few choices I can actually pull from here. But I went and saw the movie, the uh, the new sequel, I guess, to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I told you guys a little bit about it on Netflix. Just called Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022 version. And um, I didn't like it. Just want to let you guys know. I, I, I didn't think it was good. I could the tell last thirty were the last thirty were more fun, I, I guess. Like but it. it's it's see here's the problem, Mikey. It is a hour and twenty five minute long movie, right? And nothing happens until like that last twenty five thirty minutes. I think it takes. I thought the build up for this one took a while. It takes a while, but there's some really cool scenes, and there's definitely some like like really key like frightening parts. So I, I actually I actually enjoy it. 
It is a sequel directly. It, it, it's it's pulling like a Halloween 2018 where it's like, uh, don't worry, worry about those other sequels and reboots. Like, this is a direct sequel to the original, I want to say 1974 version or 76. Sounds one of those. Yeah. yeah. So if you've seen one of those, uh, it is set up that way. I, I didn't have too much fun with it, but I just wanted to bring it up because I know Mikey did see it before. So. Uh, with that being said, that's everything that I've seen for me. What about you, Mikey? What have you uh, been watching or doing or playing or reading? Uh, so, yeah, uh, I recently, uh, my dad's really into Lost in Space, and they had a third season come out recently, uh, actually a little nice. while ago. But uh, uh, we just started watching it. We just actually just finished it a couple of days ago. And uh, it's basically just people getting lost in space. That's what it's called for. But it's it's a whole no family, way. right? <laughs> no way. It's a whole family that gets... Uh, Doesn't they place in the desert? Uh, no. no oh, okay. Lost in Desert. <laughs> I've seen this one. So, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of people, like a family, a whole family of people. They all, the kids and everything. So there's a mom, dad, two sisters, and a, and a brother. Um, and they all get onto the space station here where they're going to, like, this new planet that's going to, like, take over Earth. Like, they're going to, like, migrate to there so they can live there instead. And along the way, they kind of get lost. And, uh, you know, a lot of stuff happens in between. And it kind of follows that old TV series from way back. Uh, I don't even remember what you know what dates it's on here but there's an old tv series a long time dude ago. the only thing i remember is the remake movie they made in the 90s yeah in the 90s, early yeah. 2000s mm-hmm. maybe well, i think the 90s actually with william hurt right yeah mm-hmm. so blanc yeah it's like enjoy tribbiani sorry <laughs> go ahead <laughs> but yeah it's really good um this season kind of goes into like there's a there's a robot he's a main character here and uh it, it has like a relationship with the kid one the, the brother uh and uh it kind of really goes into like the whole robot side of things or actually like an alien instead of a robot. And it kind of goes and explores this with this last season. Uh, they did say they're not going to renew it again. So this is like the last season. Um, it did leave it open, um, you know, to have future stuff, but they did wrap it up pretty well. I thought. Oh, I wonder if they knew away. then when they were making it during production that this would be the last or they kept yeah, it open. They, they were told before the third season was made. That mm. It was going to be the last one. Okay. So. They did a good job, though. I thought the third season was really good. If you liked the first two seasons, or if you haven't seen it, I thought it was just a, a just a well-rounded one. If you liked the original series, they do some twists on some of the characters, but I thought all the twists they did made sense, and the characters are played well. They all, you know, kind of fit. I thought it was a pretty good series overall. Uh, that was on Netflix. Um, also, uh, recently, I've been watching some other stuff here. My sister, um, which I think you guys, some of you guys know her, uh, Melanie. Uh, she recommended this uh, Spanish movie, actually, um, called The Platform. So I watched that recently. I recommended that one, too, Mikey. No, not to <laughs> me, though. Yeah, I, I just see okay. it on your review, though, on your little box. Sons but, of bitches. Uh, <laughs> okay, cool. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck me. But it was a good movie. I liked it a lot, actually. Um, it's about uh, a guy called Garang, I think his name is. Garang, something like that. It doesn't matter um, what his name is, truth yeah. be told. And yeah. uh, it it's basically, matter. he makes a deal with the group. Uh, and it's a big like tower like structure it might be underground they don't really go too much into it here but there's a bunch of floors and there's two people per floor um, and they're basically sending food down from the top floor um, and it's just sending this platform down with food and as it goes down there's less and less food and people on the bottom just don't get food so uh you know, the main character kind of doesn't really know what's going on. He's kind of figuring things out for himself. Uh, every month you last, you get put on a random floor um, for the next month. 
So he kind of has to kind of experience, and it kind of shows you, like, when you're on a really high-end floor, like, what that experience is. When you're on a really low-end floor, what that experience is. And it's pretty crazy, like, the amount of things these, like, the main character and the people he's living with. Um, it kind of sounds like a Snowpiercer boat in a building except the train. Same vibe. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's got the, you know, the different groups of things. It's just the, a little bit it, more... It's a It's a bit different, though. I'll tell you that much. It's more of a... I would say it's more of a horror uh, movie, yeah. to tell you the truth. Yeah, it's it's same concept, but uh, definitely yeah. pulled off a little differently. Um, and there's not like themes per per room either. It's just you know less resources basically. And then um, some people will travel and shit from like one to another because they're just like we're gonna go fucking kill people and all yeah. that jams. So there's some but, crazy shit in that movie. The vi- visually, it's, it's cool, but it's it's pretty horrific, man. Yeah, pretty crazy. I thought it was really good, yeah. though. I, I liked I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, other than that, I've just been watching a lot of just, like, random movies. I saw the um, Sean Payton story from with Kevin James in it called Home Team. <laughs> um, it kind of gave I didn't off even a know that bit. was out. Yeah, it came out not so long ago. Like, a couple, like, I think, like, a month ago or something like that. Yeah. Um, but it goes through Sean Payton and his whole, like, when he was suspended from headhunting and with, was with the Saints. He kind of helped out a sixth-grade football team. And when I saw the preview for it, it kind of gave me like little giant vibes from way back in the day. I don't know if you guys remember that movie uh, where yeah. the kids are playing football. It kind of, I thought it would be somewhat, somewhat kind of like that, but it was a little bit more serious than that. It was okay. It wouldn't be something I'd like recommend to people, but it's really short. So it was kind of a quick watch and it wasn't terrible. So it's a Kevin it's James movie. It's kind of fucked up if somebody was like, Kevin James is going to play you. I'm like, man, I ain't that fat, am I? <laughs> <laughs> I like Kevin James. Fuck. I like his style. Damn, Sean Payton should be fucking appalled by that casting. I'm like, are you guys you guys are kidding me, right? Is Brad Pitt not available or something? Shit. <laughs> we used him for money uh moneyball. Uh, money Almost said money heist. I know. Uh, anything else, Mikey? That's about it. Uh, I think nice. every, I think you guys talked about everything else I've seen so far. Uh, James brought up a few earlier, so Yeah. Nice. Uh, what about you, Marco? What have you been watching? Been dabbling with a few TV shows. That's primarily what I've been watching. Not a lot of movies. I should be watching movies, but uh, you got that Oscar re- list, sir. <coughs> yeah, bitch. Yeah, yeah. I knocked out a couple. Of, I can, I need to update that, but um, I'll talk about that later. Um, I watched the um, the recent season and actually the final season of. The Expanse on Amazon Prime Video, and apparently, oh, um, yeah, they uh, th- they did some changes to the show because uh, the books will actually continue on past the show, at least the story does. But the things that happen in the books after where they end the TV show will cost an insurmountable amount of money that they just don't want to put into. It would just cost way too much, so. They decided to... This is from the studio that fucking is doing the most expensive show on the planet for the Lord of the Rings, but okay. I think that's why. I think that's why. They're like, mm, Lord of the Rings or The Expanse? They're like, mm, Lord of the Rings. Mm, billion dollars or... Mm, yeah, basically. Sorry, but I mean, the, show. The, sh- the show's been doing really good. It's just, I guess, you know, I heard. They, they, you know, I don't know, contracts or whatever. But yeah. they they do a pretty good job at wrapping up the, the show. They They... They pick a conflict that had started, I think, in season three or four, and that it's just been escalating throughout uh, the galaxy. Basically, like 
getting uh, attacked by an extremist group and just trying to control them because they're like um, they they call them belters because they these are people that grew up in the asteroid belt. And, and for those of you who don't know, the show takes place in the future. The Earth has basically colonized the whole solar system. And so now there's different factions of humans instead of countries. So you have the Earthers who are from Earth. You have the Martians from Mars. And then you have the Belters from the asteroid belt. And they, the three of them just can't seem to get along. The Belters are kind of looked at like uh, like terrorists um, because uh, they're, they're pretty much the have-nots. And so basically there's an extremist group that's just trying to um, take control of all the resources in the galaxy in the solar system so they're just dealing with that conflict and trying to find a way to resolve it without taking heavy casualties the effects are pretty good in this fucking show man um they're they're pretty high quality they do a really good job at trying to bring out the real the realism of space travel and uh realistic technology which is cool obviously there's a lot of sci-fi elements to it but uh there's a they require spoilers to talk about that so i'm not going to say much more about that I liked the ending, although I, I will say that the final battle that takes place was sort of lackluster. It was almost kind of like, mm, we're kind of out of cash, guys. So uh, we're just going to end it here and then just talk about it in the next scene. And I'm like, uh, oh, okay, maybe it's something that nice. maybe we wanted to see. Put an more 80s of? movie vibe off of the like, don't worry about it. Here's a title card. Yeah, I'm like, all, all right. Uh, I mean, I get it, but come on, guys. It's the last fucking season, man. Just throw an extra fucking five dollars at it or something. So, um, so yeah, they they do a good job at wrapping everything up. Obviously, they they leave it open for you know if any other network wants to continue the story or do a standalone movie, then they can do that. But you know, I I really fell in love with the characters, so it was kind of sad to kind of see them all go. And I was like, oh okay. But yeah, if you're a huge sci-fi nut, uh, if you're into the Star War or Star Trek, then this is probably something for you. If you if you're a fan of the books, I hear the books are really great. I want to actually want to start to read them when I have the fucking time. And um, then yeah, then this is for you. It's on Amazon Prime Video. Aside from that, nice. I've been on a sci-fi binge. I started season two of Raised by Wolves on HBO Max. And this is the uh, Ridley Scott produced uh, sci-fi TV show. And uh, it's, man, uh, second season uh, pretty much picks off right where the first one ended. They do a little bit of time jumps, like six or eight months later or something like that. Uh, truthfully, they should have done a little more of a time jump because uh, there's there's kids in the first season. And kind of similar to uh, Stranger Things where, you know, the kids go through a little you know growth spurt. I'm like, weren't you like six? Like not too long ago well fuck you like 15 now. as he's as he's smoking his cigarette yeah <laughs> so i mean kind of the same they they say there's a bit of a time jump at first i thought it was like a couple years or something they're like eight months i'm like oh, okay must be really good food that they're eating there anyway the, the show the future who knows? yeah another show that takes place the far off in the fucking future way off in the future where two factions of humans uh go out to kepler 21B or 1A, one of those fucking Kepler moons or planets, and uh, colonize it because the Earth is pretty much dead. So um, that's not a spoiler. It basically talks about it in the beginning. In fact, the fucking opening credits show you what happens to the Earth. And so 
they encounter all this alien tech and the, the, a lot of weird shit happens. Uh, one faction sends uh, these two androids to raise human embryos. Another, they're called like the atheists and the others uh, are a religious group that have all the technology and all the resources and they send like an arc ship and they pretty much get to this, you know, planet, alien planet and then start to, you know, start beef with each other again but they discover there's a lot of weird shit going on on the planet like they discover there's been you know possibly previous life there before and so they're uncovering all these mysteries from this planet while at the same time trying to survive and second season kind of answers some of the questions from season one while opening a few other questions as well do you like it i'm i'm enjoying it man um it's 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 fucking weird it they doesn't hold your hand man you have to really pay attention and uh, it, it's it's very Ridley Scottish, where he's you can tell like you know he he's really into like sci-fi and stuff, and um, he does a good job at at bringing us something kind of interesting and and different. This is the uh, the TV show that uh, <laughs> that stars the chick from the movie Censor. I was trying to figure out who the where the fuck I'd seen her, but Yim um, mm. Algar's in it. So if you're familiar with that movie that i fucking trashed one of her episodes she's she's in this this is actually really good and she's actually really good in this so um yeah if you're in a, again sci-fi check it out especially if you're into like really like like heavy-handed sci-fi stuff that you know doesn't really hold your hand then check this out i feel Last- like you said it was interesting and different and that's probably the best way to describe this show it's it's really weird it's really different but it's yeah good. yeah um even down to the technology is is different, and you can you can see a lot of inspiration from some of other really Scott's um, uh, properties as well too. Like one of the main characters named Marcus. I'm like Marcus Aurelius, Gladiator. Anyway, um, some of the ships look a little bit kind of like alien inspired, as well as um, uh, a few other movies that he's done. Um, but yeah, yeah, check it out. It's 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 definitely different. So. Um, it, it does have one of my favorite openings to a TV show. I never skip it. So, Aside from this, I also started and am close to finishing the final season of Money Heist, also known La Casa, as La Casa de Papel in Spanish, which is a uh, Spanish show from Spain that has grown no- notoriety because of um, the content. And it's basically about... A group of people who do heists, basically, and rob banks and shit. And uh, but the the reasoning behind it and all always has a personal touch and a personal meaning behind it. They always do these kind of flashbacks that kind of show you, you know, what got these people to this moment and what actually like caused them to make these decisions, even within the heist. And it's kind of cool how it's kind of painting the picture of, of how this person, you know, came to be who they are. You, you get really attached to uh, the characters who are being led by um, their leader called El Profesor, and uh, also known as the Professor, and sort of his second lieutenant, Tokyo. And they, I mean, usually they do these heists for either, obviously for personal gain to fucking get rich, but also for other reasons, either to, you know, say a... a a big fuck you to their government who's, you know, robbed them of money or for other fucking, for other reasons. But it's done in a weird way to where I mentioned this before, where it's kind of like a mix of a soap opera, a heist movie 
and like a a drama all into one and it does a really good job at like like blending all these genres together and it works uh last season is super fucking violent um like they <laughs> they they go really hard on violence they're like it's the last one fuck it it's not like they can cancel us um and i think that it has some of the best acting from I mean, well, last season actually did too. These last two seasons have had some of the best acting of the entire series. Um, you get really, another show, you get really attached to the characters. You know, you really get invested into them and what they do, especially because of the flashbacks. And I, I will say that is one thing that's kind of uh, annoying with the recent season is I felt like the previous seasons did the flashbacks better. These kind of feel a little bit more forced, forced into it. And they have a harder time connecting these flashbacks to the present time. And I'm like, someone took a page out of, uh, you know, the book of Boba Fett. Anyway, um, that is one of my critiques of the, I don't, I don't know if that's a good thing, by the way. No, I know it's not. It's not. Cause, uh, <laughs> the, the previous seasons of money heist have done the flashbacks to, to where they actually have a purpose and a connection. And you're like, Oh, okay. This, this makes sense. Um, but this is one of the things that I feel is lacking with the new season where they honestly could have done this entire season without the flashbacks and just have it all take place in the present. But, you know, they got to keep with the theme, I guess. But yeah, if you're a, um, a fan of heist movies or heist shows or uh, kind of some Spanish melodrama, this is probably for you. You do have to read subtitles. Um, I haven't checked out the dubbed version. So I can't tell you if it sucks, though, from personal experience, most of the Netflix dubbed media suck. I know uh, the bills. Has some like, what, what, are you talking, what are you talking about? <laughs> Dark season one sided. Great. Uh, it was perfect. Oh, you come with guys. But yeah, it's stream on Netflix. Check it out. And that's all I've been watching. Well, I've been watching awesome. a lot more than that, but that's all I'll say. No, we all have been. Uh, let's move on now to our review of the Batman. Bruce Wayne. I'm sorry. I wouldn't be bothering you here, but your people keep telling me you're unavailable. You know, you really could be doing more for this city. family has a history of philanthropy, but as far as I can tell, you're not doing anything. The Riddler is asking for you. The killer left this for the Batman. Why is he writing to you? You came. I've been trying. Riddler's latest. It's all about the Waynes. If we don't stand up, no one will. You got a lot of cats. All right. So the Batman. It's currently sitting at an 86% Rotten Tomato score. When the Riddler, a sadistic serial killer, begins murdering key political figures in Gotham's Batman, is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his family's involvement. This film was directed by Matt Reeves, who also did Cloverfield back in 2008, Let Me In in 2010, and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes back in 2014. Of course, it's based on the character of Batman, created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. Written by Matt Reeves and Peter Craig, 
who had done The Town back in 2010 and The Hunger Games, Mockingjay in 2014, as well as uh, the not-too-recent Bad Boys for Life 2020. It was from the before time. Before time. (laughs) Just right before the before time. (laughs) And time started. One of the last movies Um, I saw theaters. uh, We've got... uh, We we were fortunate to get a a little early sneak peek of the film, but the official release date of the movie is actually March 4th in all in theaters. Uh, With the top bill of cast starring Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle, um, also a.k.a. Catwoman. Robert Pattinson plays... Bruce Wayne, also Batman. Paul Dano plays Edward Nashton as the Riddler. Colin Farrell plays Oswald Cobblepot, also known as the Penguin. Peter Sarsgaard plays District Attorney Gil Coulson. John Tortoro plays Carmine Falcone. Andy Serkis plays Alfred Pennyworth. And Jeffrey Wright plays Lieutenant James Gordon. So, there's a little synopsis here. Just get a little um, high-level thought first of what we thought about this film, and we'll do it with our special guest, Mikey. What do you think about the movie? Uh, I liked it. I thought it was really good. Uh, it definitely has like a vibe or a tone that's not really seen in many superhero videos or movies. Videos? I don't know where I got that from, but movies. <laughs> uh, and I liked it. It just felt different in a good way. Performances I thought were pretty good um, across the board. I, there was a couple maybe spots that I didn't like them, but for the most part, overall, I thought they were decent. Um, they had a few like really cool shots uh, that I liked. Um, and uh, they used a lot of uh, like out of focus. They focused on certain things. Out yeah, of Matt focus Reeves. stuff. Was, well, he was enjoying really cool that. Angles on the cameras and such. So there was a lot of things I liked about this one here. Like I said, just a different vibe or tone that I was expecting to come into, but it just felt a little different than any other superhero movie. So I kind of liked the, the way I saw yeah. what I saw. I concur pretty much in the same way that I liked a lot of that as well. I thought the film was good. Um, it was different. It was uh, more noir-esque and, and almost kind of like a thriller to an, not quite, but almost even a horror to an extent. It's just obviously not with the gore, but I definitely lean into the more thriller aspect of it. But um, I enjoyed some of those sequences and, and the, the tone that they had and the the time frame they kind of built Gotham around kind of seemed a really dark uh, a mixture of like Tim Burton-esque um, from the first film to even a little bit of Christopher Nolan as well so a good mix of that how about you uh, Marco what was uh, your thoughts of the film it's no surprise I really liked the movie I thought favorite it was good favorite film of all time okay, it wasn't it. Yeah. it wasn't perfect uh, by far obviously you know it's it is a bit lengthy but I didn't mind it I mean I would, were there a lot of did he did he have to keep all the shots in the movie, no, but you know, fuck it, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I do agree with Mikey that uh, the the grittiness, the darkness of it, really worked. Uh, I agree with Unibill. I liked that it was a noir movie, and that they treated Batman like a, a detective. I like the groundedness. You know, it wasn't the, even the fights; they weren't clean. They felt a little more real. They weren't, you know, up to a point. Obviously, they they did have some superhero elements to it, but they didn't feel like so smooth like the other batman movies before because you know he's a more ground level batman he you see him get fucking knocked down and shit and you know take hits so i like that uh the performances were great i agree there mikey i i I do think they some of them were perfect um and I'll, i'll elaborate on that a little bit later um 
I, some of the out of focus shots did get annoying. I will say that he does that a little too much in the movie. I think they're cool, but overused. And the, the the Batman theme, I liked it. It's it's ominous. It's cool. Um, and I did like how ominous Batman did seem in some scenes and stuff. The horror elements that they did try to incorporate were really cool. Uh, yeah. So I, I I enjoyed it, man. I had a lot of fun. You know, saw it with good company. Obviously, saw it with the boys and everyone. You know, so um, I think that added to the experience as well too. You know, we we all organized this and you know brought our peeps together and made it happen. <laughs> so. And it was for a special, you know, special viewing. So I think all, is my opinion a little biased? Yeah, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> right. Uh, what about you, James? What were your thoughts on the film? Well, I mean, I don't know if it's like a shocker. I, I didn't like it. So <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to like it. I really did. But um, no, I didn't think it was good at all. So um, it's, it looks nice. Don't get me wrong. And I, I like the performances and I think, you know, Robert Pattinson will get even better with the sequel because it's just a setup film. So I think there's a huge pacing issue in this movie. I think the plot is really jambled up and I think uh, their editor should be fired because, uh, this is insane. <laughs> this movie's three hours long. This could, they could have cut 45 minutes and tightened up the story, I think. And that would have probably kept my attention a bit, but um but this had more problem, this had more endings than the return the of the king bro so i was like shit this is wild <laughs> kept thinking that i i was expecting batman to show up on the the fucking the at rivendale with the the boys to get on the boat at the end i was waiting for that scene i was like fucking bilbo's probably waiting for you too bruce so uh, i guess he's taking you to the 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 faraway lands or some shit with galadriel and shit um been watching a lot of lord of the rings really you guys um so yeah there's a lot to like though you know, yeah, I like the greediness. I, I wish there was more Riddler. Paul Dano scenes, he's only really... Uh, I guess we'll talk about that in spoilers. I, I would say the when you get more yeah. of Paul Dano, you it's some of the best scenes in the movie, and we don't get a lot of it. And I was like, fuck, I wish that was in the beginning half, not the last half, half, if that makes sense. Right. Well, let, let's so. do talk about that a little bit, about what you felt did work here. Did you? What yeah. did you enjoy? Did you like... You said you didn't like the plot as much, what about you, but you did no. enjoy the action sequences? When they happen, uh, they're pretty few and far between. When they have, like, for instance, the the bat chase scene was awesome. I just wish they hadn't revealed it during the fucking trailers for the last three years. Yeah. So none of it was a you know none of it was really like shocking surprised. to me. But you no, know, they they shoot him well. I mean, fuck, dude, fucking um, Matt Reeves knows how to shoot movies. I mean, his Planet A movies are arguably pretty good. So, um, and Cloverfield, I have a soft spot for that one too. So, but. I, I I like the overall theme and tone of it all. It's just that the execution for me was less than less than good, I guess. Mm-hmm. What I'm getting at. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, I so. I do agree with that too. I think the action sequences are are what stood out. I didn't know that they can make an even more grounded Batman film. So <laughs> compared, I think my issue the Nolan with one, it so. was that there was no action sequence that I hadn't seen already for trailers in the last three years. Sure. Yeah. Every one of those action sequences had been shown already, so there was no like, oh, what's this fight? I'm like, oh, this is I've seen this since fucking 2019 at this point. So yeah, they just we kind of yeah. rash it. No, I'm I'm with you on that. They were enjoyable to see, but yeah, it yeah. wasn't something that was new because we've been exposed to it already. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Michael? Only, Mikey? Sorry, I was oh, gonna say oh. the only real person I was even like surprised by was probably like John Turturro as falcone you know is like because they don't show him in it at all everyone else 
True. I've seen every Riddler. I've seen every Penguin scene. There was no new yeah. scenes. Every Catwoman scene, I'm like, yeah, I've been seeing this. Giving away the film. Yeah. They're just giving the dialogue that fills in between those two spots, I guess, but that's all. Uh, yeah, when there was dialogue. Because <laughs> so, a lot of yeah, staring. True. Serious staring. A lot over. of staring. A lot of staring. <laughs> just A lot of that uh, Robert Pattinson in front of the fridge fucking meme where he's just like wearing his tracksuit. <laughs> Every time he fucking showed up, I thought of that meme, dude. When he was shooting Good Time, he had that shot where he's just like standing in the in the he's kitchen. At it, yeah, yeah that, every time he walked in this Batman, movie. he just kept coming like this. And then every time I saw that, I was like, oh fuck, he he really just walks like that. That's like his <laughs> fucking body. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, fuck. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. What about you, Mikey? Anything really stood out for you that worked well? Um, you know, in terms of I I I mean, I get what James is saying here um, in terms of we got to see most of the important or cool things in the trailers. So, like, there's no surprises, but I still really like those scenes. Uh, You know, they show it in the trailer here where, like, the gunshots are, like, the only lighting uh, in that action scene in the the trailer there. I mean, that scene (laughs) is amazing, in my opinion. Um, You know, and there's some other stuff there, too. But you you do get to see it all today, but I still really liked those scenes i still really liked the action i, I could t- wow. i sat next to mikey he was breathing heavy <laughs> he's like yes <laughs> yes more he gripped my arm more, once and said mikey let go of me he said shut up like, you're hurting me mikey <laughs> just fucking go with it i'll um, let go I when also, i want to you know in terms of uh you know just the batman in general uh they really made him out to be like feared right like you you kind of see it in the other batman movies where like people are afraid of him when they see him but they actually made it to a point in the beginning to kind of show, like, he's not even there and people are afraid of him. They're like, oh, he could be there, so I'm afraid. So I think just, like, the general, uh, just, like, how Batman is now in this in this world. I would uh, say that's a really good cool. mix, though, of, like, they've shown that previously. Like, Snyder did really well with showing how horrific Batman is, you know, in Batman v Superman. Yeah, how brutal mm-hmm. he could be. You know? you know what I mean? Which I think truthfully does a better job than this movie in my opinion i mean and that's me defending Zack snyder but i mean i am sitting right next to a watchman poster again fuck every time i talk shit about Zack snyder I look over my like, god damn his name's right next to my head um <laughs> but for that's what i'm saying it's just that we've seen it before that's why i was like okay and they even show that in the nolan films he's he's you know and fuck even in 89 isn't he fucking scary to everybody mm-hmm. yeah but they they yeah. only show that he's scary when he's on the screen Right, so people see him like, oh shit, I'm scared. But they didn't even see him in a few scenes in this one, and they were afraid that he might in there. Yeah, they they saw the bad signal in the air. In in the other movies, they're like, oh no, they make him scary, but he's always on the in the scene when it's when he's scary, right? So they had like a persona that was around in the in the whole city, where you know he was not even there, but people were afraid of him. So they just saw the bat signal, like, oh shit, yeah, Mm -hmm. right. So. I don't know. I kind of well, like that whole atmosphere that they built. Well, speaking of the Batman, um, Marco, what was your thoughts as of Robert Pattinson playing the character? How did you like his take on him? I liked him as the Batman. In, in fact, he was basically Batman the whole movie. And I think that's <laughs> that was my one critique is that I'm Literally just going to fucking flat out say it. I think that... Uh, Chris Nolan's Batman and Christian Bale did an excellent job at separating Bruce Wayne and Batman and even separating the Bruce Wayne that's in front of Alfred versus the Bruce Wayne that's in the public eye. And I think that was yeah. the one thing that was lacking with 
this character of Batman is uh, he didn't even really try to mask his voice in pu- in I, public. I, I'm gonna fuck it. I'm gonna fuck it. I'm just breaking it. Mark, I would arguably say he's the worst Bruce Wayne that's ever been on screen. Uh, yeah, well, he doesn't get a lot but of screen time as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, either. he's not Bruce yeah. Wayne ever. Yeah, really. but you see, know, I, that, see, once I again, that's that. why I'm saying in in a sequel, possibly he'll he'll evolve more into it. Obviously, but yeah, yeah, I, uh, he, yeah. That's I read ahead of time that that he was going to be Batman the majority of the time in the suit, Batman, and yeah. barely any Bruce Wayne. But the glimpse we got of Bruce Wayne did not impress me. I agree with James there. Like, I think it was probably one of the worst Bruce Waynes I've seen. And point, to Cl- point to be- Clooney for new bill. O- point to only, Clooney. only because, you know, he, you know, I'm just saying, like, there's no way someone would be like, hey, you sound like the fucking Batman. You know, I'm just saying, you know, someone would say, hey, your voice sounds very familiar, especially the fucking criminals. I'm oh, just Bruce saying. To recluse, Bro, when he knocked on the door again, I would have been like, wait, wait, that's the same thing Batman told me two days. Wait a minute. Yeah. Are you <laughs> fucking Batman? But, uh, <laughs> but re- real quick, what, what, what did work, uh, uh, is you know him as Batman and and going even back further like I agree with Mikey that even though we saw some of the scenes the action scenes of Batman and some of the other characters that worked for me too I like the extended version that we got in there because you know we got to see the filler in, inside yeah nothing was really much of a surprise but it, it it still was worthwhile I felt Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman also worked she was actually quite impressive as Catwoman and we got a lot of screen time with her which is really cool and the, the 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 pacing, even though like they they put a lot of stuff into the movie, and and I get it, but it worked for me because I I think all the themes coming together worked and added to the plot and the overall storyline. And I mean, even even my date stayed awake during the movie, and I you know usually falls asleep during movies, but um if, for a three hour movie to keep someone like that awake, I'm like eh, they did a pretty decent job. Um. Even though some stuff could have, could have, could have been trimmed, but yeah. yeah um, so, Mike, Mikey, you were—I think you were going to kind of jump in a little bit in regards to Barbara Pattinson as Batman or Bruce Wayne. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, the only thing I wanted to say is really even—I mean, it's kind of a spoiler though. I don't know if I want to wait till later, but I mean, even when you, he you was can wait if you want to. Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. he wasn't really Bruce Wayne. I'll just mm-hmm. say it that way for now. And I'll expand on that a little bit later. But he was emo. He he Is wasn't even Bruce was, Wayne yeah. during that scene. He was there for a purpose. Uh, yeah. In the the little time we got with Bruce Wayne, he was still Bruce Wayne, but he had a purpose other than being Bruce Wayne. I don't know if that makes sense. He's got to be like, the yeah. youngest. Can it later on. He's got to right? be the youngest person to play Bruce Wayne outside of the kid actors, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably. I think. So. I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Like, I, mean, I think I know what scene you're talking about, and and I I agree. They I had mean, an it's opportunity. One of the, I think that, so. that kind of stops him, right, from being. Really he was more Batman playing Wayne, as Bruce right? Wayne. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like it's like Batman was acting as. And Bruce you, and you know what? It, it, being Bruce Wayne. It could be that this version of Batman hasn't learned because he's been on the job only two years. He hasn't learned yet how to, you know, separate those two. Uh, and like James said, hopefully in the sequel they fix no, that bro, and they address that. So Christian Bell threw that party, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> What are you talking about? Uh, Excuse me, everybody. I'm drunk. That's your father's house. (laughs) Never. I got to say, too, didn't like Andy Serkis' Alfred. I didn't really bring anything to it. I I liked him. He just wasn't. He was in two scenes also. He just wasn't in it enough. I think they said he has a total of like two or three minutes of screen time. 
Really? I was like, oh, shit. Well, I can't so, believe that, I guess. Out of a three-hour film, though? <laughs> I mean, he is Gollum. Once again, everything goes back to Lord of the Rings, guys. So I also was getting flashbacks. I was like, fuck, is he going to throw a ring in the fucking Mount Doom? What's going on? <laughs> well, they did a, a CG scene of him for the car chase. He was actually the Batmobile the whole time. So, you know, he's... <laughs> Like, Master Wayne, I'll be the car for you, right here. <laughs> Get in. They're like, uh, Andy, we don't need you for this part. We're going to use practical effects. He's like, fuck you talking about. <laughs> I am the car. Yeah. Look at me. I'm the- he was wrapped around fucking Colin Farrell to give him the extra weight for the penguin. <laughs> if you didn't know, that was two people. He was in the suit the whole time. He was He's also like, the worry. jumpsuit that Batman used to jump off the roof too. That was him. That was Andy Serkis. When he like, yeah. flying, I just thought, I was like, "This is the James vehicle." <laughs> I just even Janelli was like, even Janelli was like, "He's a bat now." I was like, "Yep, <laughs> and he sure is." Yeah, it's like fucking James Full on circle. top of fucking Edward Theaters. It's like, <laughs> don't worry, guys. I tested this out outside my house. I don't think it's that's fu- as tall, though. It's fucking made out of a kite and shit. <laughs> Helium balloon strapped to me. I'm like, don't worry. I've tested it out. The math works. So, <laughs> so um, going moving on a little bit, we're we're going to talk about the darker tone of the film. So, of course, this is this is definitely. We James mentioned earlier it's a it's a grittier film and yeah. um, it's also a, a, a noir film. It's it's set as a noir tone. It's he's supposed to be more of a detective, though I feel like the, the word detective is still used a little loosely um, in this film. Maybe more so than the other movies, but you know, like I said, he was staring a lot. So I guess that's him thinking. <laughs> what would you? What did you, um, Mike? What did you really think about the the noir setting of this film? Did you feel that it was basically worth the 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 take of him going in this darker route and making it seem a bit more of a thriller or did you feel like we we kind of got enough of that from the nolan films and it didn't need to go this this dark no i I liked the darker tone uh i always thought batman as being a darker character than we've been seeing and i know the nolan one kind of takes it in that direction a little bit but i i like the darker tone that they had with this one here everybody felt a little you know like a little bit on edge a little bit more it kind of works i mean you kind of get uh, i know we talked about this when we over the film here but you kind of get seven vibes right from the movie seven you kind of get yeah. you know zodiac vibes zodiac, big time, yeah. zodiac for sure mm-hmm. so you get some of those kind of things and it just works for this type of movie i mean a lot of the villains in this one are kind of mental villains right like they're like they play with your mind or they're really smart, those kind of things. And it kind of just plays into the tone, the darker tone as well. I liked it. I, I thought it just worked really well for all the characters that they were using in this particular one. Mm. And James, did you did you like this take of it, of being in of this tone? Or would you prefer something more Tim Burton-esque, even a little bit more campy? I mean, you guys must have missed his mansion. Fuck, that looked like he lived in a gothic fucking <laughs> castle. Was very gothic, yeah. I was like, Tim Burton is fucking here. Um... Yeah, it worked for me. That's one of the things I liked was the darker tone of it with the greediness. I mean, I, I don't think this is a quite a traditional film noir. This is, I would say, this is like a Chinatown Junior, if you want to. Like <laughs> Chinatown Light. <laughs> yeah, I guess, technically. But it, it works for the most part. And it's got mobsters and, you know, people manipulating things and a few twists and turns here, which it worked. So that's one of the things I actually liked. So. Certainly. Yeah. And what about you, Marco? Anything uh, to add over there? Were you uh, into the degree of your tone of the film? I I agree. I I, I liked it. I felt it worked. 
<clears throat> I felt it was like the most noir that Batman has been, and I know I already said that, but I mean it, it is true. I mean they Nolan touches on it a little bit with Batman doing detective work, but like Mikey said, like they really go into it a little bit more here. He does more investigations. So whether he's staring or not, still, uh, he does it more in this movie, which works. I, I like the uh, the gothic look. Like James mentioned, that it, it kind of had a Tim Burton feel. It it felt like this movie blended all the, the best of the Batmans, like the Tim Burton uh, parts of Nolan and even parts of the Snyder Batman and just kind of molded and took the best parts of that and molded it into this Batman and I appreciated that. I saw like things that reminded me of each different one of those types of Batmans. So the whole city itself, Gotham, felt like a character in itself. You know, uh, like what Mikey said, it it felt like really gritty and like you could really be in a in a danger walking in the city. So I liked that they uh, really emphasized that. So it it added more to the uh, to the realism and to the enjoyment of the movie. I talked about it also to the um, my family and the, the people I went to go see the movie with and. They really like that too. The the seven and the the zodiac elements to it. I think uh, paying homage to those movies uh, helped out as well too, and added more to the tone of the movie. So, yeah. I noticed nobody mentioned uh, the Joel Schumacher films. That's fine. Those never happen, I guess. <laughs> I, well, I mean, the bat suit looks like it has some nipples, so there, there's that. <laughs> I mean, the Riddler's in it, so <laughs> there you go. That's a, that's a connection. Um, okay, so we're gonna let's let's rate the film. There's a little bit of spoilers to go into. We can talk a bit more about Batman's uh, or Bruce Wayne, I guess, his history and some of the motivations on the other characters as well as Riddler's uh, big reveal at the end as well. Um, I'll start with you, Mikey. What rating would you give this film out of one to five stars? Uh, I give it four stars. Four stars. I like this one a lot. I like the tone, and everything. It was a little long. Uh, I do agree with some of the stuff that was said already here. It definitely could have had some stuff. There are definitely some scenes that just go on way too long. Uh, there's definitely some stuff they could cut out and make the storyline a little more stream. But I really enjoyed what they what they had in front of us, even if we had seen most of the good stuff already. So, still enjoyed it. Still loved what they did. Very nice. Uh, and Marco, how many stars did you give this film? I give this one four stomp stomps out of five stomp stomps, which means I really enjoyed it. No, yeah, four to five stars. I agree with Mikey. Uh, it, and uh, yeah, I, I, my opinion is biased because I had fun going with you guys. You know, um, well, I mean, Nabil, I wish you would, you could have gone with us, but you know, you live in a different state. Spirit. I feel like you were there in spirit, but it was it was fun. You know, it it been a while since we all gone to a group as as a group to a movie, and I enjoyed the company. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, it was it was yeah long but enjoyable. Um, when you go with someone who's super critical on movies and says that the three hours didn't bother them, I mean, I, f- I feel like that's a you know home run. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, that's fair. <laughs> what about you, James? What, what did you rate the film? Uh, I would give this two talking kids out of five because there's a kid that kept talking about this whole time. Uh, the streams <laughs> on April nineteenth on HBO Max. I would recommend just waiting. I gave it four golden shiny shirts out of five. So, <laughs> I, nice. Golden uh, yeah. shiny shirts. I, I enjoyed the film. Um, I do agree, Mikey, that um, it, it, it had some benefits of watching it in the, in the big screen. 
Um, we all ended up seeing it in IMAX, which is part of the reason why we were able to see it earlier. Um, but the film was also dark as hell, and so it was hard to see some scenes. So I don't know if every scene benefited into the big uh, large. I don't actually. Thing. Was it actually shot in IMAX though? I don't think anything was optimized for IMAX. Was it not? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think it was formatted that way. Yeah. Yeah. Then what was the point of that? <laughs> they just like to put a lot of water on every scene where they're like, I was like, there can was we wipe that? I was like, what the fuck? Can I, so can we get a windshield wiper song? <laughs> I'm going to give him a big kiss, little kiss in there. What's going on? I can't tell right now. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're about to jump into spoilers. We're going to go a little bit more into some of the uh, history of the film, of the characters. Before we do that, if you want to skip ahead a little bit because you haven't seen the film and want, don't want to be spoiled on anything, please do go just a little bit forward, and we'll talk a little bit about how you can re- interact with us on social media as well as uh, let you know what we're going to be watching next. Otherwise, hold on just a little bit, and we'll jump into spoilers. Okay, so big reveal here essentially is that the Riddler had a twofold plan. <laughs> one where we thought it was the end, and then one where it's like, no, this is actually his the end of his plan. So, so the twist I mean, is that. Did you guys really think that that was the end, though, when they caught him? Like, it would have been really good if it was. I mean, he gave himself up, though. I yeah. mean, I would I would Yeah, but maybe it's just yeah. so crazy that he's just like, you caught me. I did. I, I cleaned, well, the, cleaned they, the city up and this is it, right? I knew it, it was, was the like classic the Joker, right? serial killer or, you know, crazy guy turning himself in trope. Like, Oh, I knew it wasn't over because I had recalled the trailer. I was like, there's still one more action sequence with smoke and shit. So, <laughs> yeah. I know this he's is like, coming. I've seen enough of these. <laughs> thanks, thanks, 2020, James. Memory. Before times. Well, I do feel that that ending where he breaks essentially breaks floods tries to flood part of the city um was a little out of character for everything else he did because he was straight up murdering people and they were like maze it was like it was like a saw film right he was he put them in these little traps or whatever and and killed them in whatever way and it's like now he's just blowing up the city and i thought that was a little weird yeah but I felt like there could have been something bigger that would have been more in line with what you he guys was like doing. how it you know it actually didn't do too much damage. <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> it like, flooded oh, part of the city, but got our shoes wet. What the fuck, man? Yeah. I think He's it like, flooded oh, a lot oh, of the, your Ni- that the ruined your Nikes. That they went to uh, to like escape the flood yeah. had like glass doors. Like, don't think too much, mate. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Break them. But I think the point was it damaged uh, downtown city hall and a lot of like, uh, you know, corporate buildings and stuff. I don't know. He made it sound though like it was like going to end Gotham. Like, uh, yeah, uh, right. And I was like, no, not quite, guy. And I know there was like a, some kind of commentary. I don't remember who it was. It was Gordon or um, Batman had said it saying, like, oh, if. Uh, if if it breaks, basically the whole city will end up drowning if he if he does enough damage to it, you know, like and it's like, but he didn't apparently. So he just broke some of the corners. I feel like and he needed just, two gonna, more trucks. He needed two yeah. more. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, had, I did think if, that, that. I was gonna say if he had Calendar Man helping him out, he would have figured that he figured that shit out. <laughs> I, I thought that would have been part of that and reveal. Shit, and then the moon because of the calendar, yeah. and he'd be like, okay. Uh, (laughs) got it okay wait till they all right cool i'll I'll, I'll reset the time wow i was gonna do it today how fucking dumb of me and he's like i know right (laughs) good thing you have me on your side (laughs) i'm calendar man i'm insane so but yeah 
Well, the fact that they started on Halloween, too, I, I thought that's where they were going to kind of go with it, was the Riddler was going to kind of be Calendar Man, but it would have been the Riddler still. But that's, you know, that's not Yeah, it is not, it was, it is not based, it, it takes a section from, like, um, the long Halloween, but it's not the whole year. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys get a comic with it, too, for the film? Yeah. Uh, Something, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's the first part of Long Halloween. Yeah. Long Halloween, yeah. yeah. Great comic, by the way, if you've never read The Long Halloween. That's a fantastic yeah. one. And it's an animated movie now, too. Two-parter. Absolutely. On HBO Max. Is it a movie now? Yeah, it it's is not now. so... I would recommend the comic over the the, the comic over the movie. Watch. Yeah. But, yeah. The movie's not bad, but they, they changed a few things, actually, which is crazy from the original story. It, it's, it's like after Batman Year One and The Dark Knight Returns, mm-hmm. they, they haven't been able to get them right. After that, so yeah, it's like okay, buddy. So, All right, but yeah, I, I I did feel his plan was a little out of left field towards the end, but it still kind of worked with his theme where he was, you know, was like, fine, then I'll just fucking destroy the city if there is going to be no change. So, if anything, I thought it was a little anticlimactic too. How he just they just yeah, he hired some fucking right wingers or some shit to start shooting at people, right? So like. And that was no, it. Not was like, as oh, anticlimactic yeah. as the fight, James. I was expecting, you know, no. like yeah, I, no, even I even with the smoke, I was like, okay, this is cool. But then that was it, and I'm like, oh, that was it, yeah. Like when like, he's he's yeah. like hanging from the fucking uh, from the light thing or whatever, and Catwoman pulls him up, and I'm like, okay, so you guys are gonna fight these guys, right? And then it's all done, and I'm like, that's that's it. Well, she's that's like getting the her fucking ass fight? whipped. Yeah, and then he, he he injects something in him. I, I was bringing it up. Is that venom? <laughs> Fucking venom. Oh, venom. I thought it was just adrenaline. From you know, ven- that's what it's called. Bane like serum though, right? is called yeah, venom. It was green. So, yeah, yeah. Was I was like, oh or? shit. But I don't. I think it was just, <laughs> him and the Rock, bro. HGH just juicing <laughs> it up. Bill, we talked about this earlier. Yeah. <laughs> shit, you gotta give him a little a little side piece. He means about to be fifty. I get it. So <laughs> that's not all natural anymore, ladies and gents. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> I was like, cocaine? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he obviously had that, something. Uh, that would be cool if that, that was Riddler Venom. had cause... something else in plan, though. Because yeah. he, tried, he was saying that Batman is not doing what he expected, right? At so the end, yeah. was he expecting Batman to help him at that final scene? Oh, yeah. And so he had a bat. Yeah, like he was insane, dude. Team, right? I, I, I'll bring it up this part, too. I like that scene where he's saying Bruce Wayne and... Batman is thinking that he actually yeah, figured him out. He's like, fuck, he figured me out. But then he's like, he's the only one we didn't get. And I was like, oh, good thing you can't see you too well through this blurry <laughs> ass glass again, I guess, because no one can see shit because your boy's crying over there. So, I was right. like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he was tearing up. I was like, then he was just quiet. I was like, uh oh, he's doing the, I, if I don't answer, it doesn't mean I'm saying yes or no to that, right? <laughs> right. He's like, so, no one knows the like, truth yet. Yeah, what about this like, way? <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. Well, fuck, what, fuck what him, about right? him? Yeah, fuck that guy. I'm just saying. <laughs> fuck him. Looking up at the camera to make sure he's not outed. He's like, fuck, they're going to record all this. Yeah, so he never actually responds. And then I was like, oh, he actually doesn't know. Okay, yeah. nice. Close, though. So he's not as smart as you think he is. It was a good uh, ba- uh, kind of you know, bait and switch that they give. Because in the trailer, you make it you make, they make it seem as if he figured out who Batman figured is. Figured it out, yeah. Because he, he yeah. does like, eventually uh, in the comics. He ventu- and in the I TV mean, Jim show. Carrey figured it out, too. So he's one, <laughs> 97 Riddler, a little higher than this one. So sorry, guys. His, his memory got drained. He became stupid because of the weird gizmo that he yeah. put on his head. So what. <laughs> Gizmet. I liked his outfit better, though. Yeah. 
So the other the other big reveal with the Wayne family was that his father, Thomas Wayne, did something a little shady. He didn't he wasn't full dark, but it was led to believe that he had he had done something to help protect his family um, as as a uh, run, as he was running for mayor and essentially uh, went to Falcone for help. Yeah, but so, he, he wasn't as big of a piece of shit as uh, the Thomas Wayne Joker, though. Once again, is that Thomas yeah, Wayne mean, piece of not, shit? We don't yeah, know we if don't that's know true, that, No. It was just some creep at his gate. I mean, I would be kind Once of again, I'm going to say, him uh, the, the, his storyline for Thomas Wayne, this is kind of following like, the Court of Owls and like, the um, Telltale Batman story, too, if you guys ever mm-hmm. play that one. Great game. Yeah. But, um, yeah, his dad is associated with the mob in that one, too, and it's kind of revealed to him. Which, so, that was, you know, I assumed from trailers, too. I'm like, oh, his dad did some shit. Yeah. I thought the, that a reporter was going to be the Riddler's dad, but it wasn't. I was like, oh, never mind. He was just there in the orphanage when the things happened, so that's why At he... time. Yeah. I was like, the oh, theme okay. was orphans, right? I did yeah. like that, how, like, everyone who's become, like, a quote-unquote freak, like Batman, is an orphan. Catwoman, Riddler, Batman. So, I kind of did like that. That's how they're all connected. I like the penguin, though. I think Colin Farrow did pretty good. Oh, dude, he was great. Yeah. His scenes were fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's always over the top, but I like it. I think it was entertaining. What about the little, uh, I guess, kind of cameo of Barry Keegan as a Joker? Mikey, did you find any interest in that at all? Is that something you were looking forward to seeing them explore more on? I mean, do we even know it's actually him? Yeah, I mean his name's in the credits they, too. Oh, oh they the don't say he's Joker, but I mean it's heavily implied. Right. You're not gonna hire Barry Keegan for a 10 second spot without some potential, right? And they kind of showed scars on his face through the you yeah, know he's a got little bit scars stuff, on his, so. on his I, cheeks. I thought Mike was gonna say, well, Barry Keegan is already kind of scary looking, so. <laughs> <laughs> I like. No, him. I mean I, I like the potential that it had. Uh, just a small scene there. I thought that was the scene was pretty cool. You know, with, between him and the Riddler, um, you know, their conversation was kind of cool. Marco uh, said he was disappointed you know. it wasn't Juggalo Joker, so I was like, <laughs> sorry, bro. He didn't make the cut. <laughs> I was like, come on. Where are the fucking tattoos, man? Damaged, bro. So, yeah. I couldn't tell. And then the other, um, the other story thread that was kind of going here was regarding uh, Selena Kyle and his her relation to Falcone and basically being his daughter, his uh, bastard child. What did you guys uh, any thoughts on that, on that storyline and I mean I don't, I don't know what value it really brought it outside of her giving herself a, an out to try to go and attack the mob but uh, Marco did you have any thoughts on just her storyline in general in regards to this uh, film? No, it just, I mean, and they got it from the comics also, because I think the sequel to The Long Halloween hints at that, but they never really confirm it. So they're kind of borrowing elements of that, of whether Carmine Falcone was her father or not. And I guess in the movie, they confirmed it for this version. But yeah. I felt it kind of gave her uh, a, a, not really a sense of purpose, but it kind of differentiated her as far as like being an anti hero more so than a villain. So, and it gave her that purpose of wanting to, you know, partner with Batman and, and take these guys down because, you know, he was, Falcone was a piece of shit and this was a personal vendetta for her. It also gave her that connection to Batman because they both sort of had a, a, a personal vendetta in this because of, 
you know, family involved, her mother and his dad. So I kind of like those parallels. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think those are kind of the bigger plot points there. Any other thoughts or anything else to share in regards to this, James? Any Anything else that you feel like um, really stood out in this film or needed um, to be changed? No. I was going to say, um, going back to like Mikey was saying where Bruce Wayne does make his appearance, when he goes to the memorial for the mayor, I thought at that moment we're going to see, you know, Bruce Wayne and him, you know, give his big performance only for him to act exactly like Batman. I'm like, oh, yeah. So we're not, yeah, we're not doing that, huh? And that's what I was saying. It's like, it's almost like Batman is just, he's Batman still just without the suit. Like, <laughs> right. He's yeah. there for a purpose and he's doing just the purpose. He's not actually trying to be Bruce Wayne at all. Yeah. So I really don't think we get a single scene of him actually being Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Uh, when he's in the hospital. Yeah. Well, just yeah, that, okay. that yeah, scene. Alfred, yeah. 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 But I mean, it's, Which it's Alfred called the Batman. shuts down real quick. He's like, I'll tell you the truth right now. I'm like, could let that one bleed I a little more, but okay. Quick, <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. I was like, from they were like, we only Alfred, got like, Andy for two days. We have to get through these fucking scenes. Basically. He's got the goddamn Lord of the Rings show coming out. I don't know if he's in it or not, but fuck, he might be. He's got to go home again. So, thanks everybody. That's the end of the pod. Thanks for listening. Feedback, response, and reviews. Marco, let them know how they can reach us if they want to. You can catch us if you use the Nabil signal on the roof of the Sears Tower. I'm just kidding. Sorry. It's just a shawarma (laughs) thing. It just shows up. It's weird. (laughs) It's, uh, a, it's an outline of Nabil licking his fingers. Mm, delicious. He's just, delicious. He's just wearing a hoodie. That's it. No, no special suit. Just a hoodie. You see the you see the beard sticking out. That's it. The beard and the bald head. Just, just like, shut up. Is, is that is that's that Nabil? Is that Nabil? I'll be there. Gotcha. Shiny, and the billionaire will show up for you. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Gotham City at Movie Pals Pod. Also, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Almost forgot that one. Smash that subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome. Thank you for giving us a a chance. You're probably only listening to this because we actually reviewed the Batman. But stick around because, you know, we do other movies too. Rate us, review us, share us, uh, keep commenting. We appreciate it. And we'll catch you next Uh, time. Thank you uh, as well, Mikey, for joining us today. Appreciate Ooh, you uh, jumping in for this one. Thank you, Mikey. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us for the movie as well. We had to sit oh. right next to each other. It was weird. I'm not used to that. I was like, please don't let this ever happen again. <laughs> I know. I was just telling Jelly, I was like, God, if Mikey grabs me one more time, I'm fucking leaving. So, uh, <laughs> tune in next time, guys. We have episode one number uh, number 120. Uh, we will reveal what we are watching for that one when you, uh, when you, when you listen to it. So, until then, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. And Mikey. Have a great one.